consumers today want unique experiences. They want something different. They want items that are local. They want items, they want restaurants to react a lot quicker to their trends and their needs than ever before. And smaller chains and independents are able to do that. Small chains and independents are not just the future of the restaurant business, they might be its present. This week's edition of A Deeper Dive from Restaurant Business Magazine comes to you from Nashville, the site of the Restaurant Directions Conference, where operators from many of these small restaurants gather together to find out how they can take the next step in their growth. The above clip featured Joe Pollock, the managing principal with restaurant business sister company Technomic, who painted a bright picture of the state of the small restaurant chain. Later in this podcast, we will bring you clips and highlights from the conference, which featured talks from Miami Heat President Pat Riley, as well as Modern Family co-creator Steve Levitan. But first, I speak with Sarah Lockyer, the Vice President of Content with restaurant business parent company Winsight Media, about some of the major takeaways from the annual conference. Please have a listen. Hi, I'm sitting here with Sarah Lockyer, the Senior Vice President and Chief Content Officer with Winsight Media. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jonathan. Good. So we just got done with the Restaurant Directions Conference, and I wanted yes. to know what uh, what were some of the themes that you saw come out of the three-day event? Yeah, Restaurant Directions was fantastic. Uh, really focused on the emerging brands, mm-hmm. right? The regional brands, a little bit smaller Brands that might not have access to some of the research we presented, mm-hmm. some of the themes and speakers that we presented. And what I took away the most, I think, and whether this is financing or menu or marketing or branding, was this notion of authenticity, mm-hmm. right? This notion of a restaurant brand succeeding by understanding who they are, right. who their customers are and how those customers want to be met, right? Mm -hmm. Met with uh, social media, met with menu trends, met with, you know, the way the servers um, act, met with convenience, met with pricing. And so I thought it was interesting that even our keynoter, right, the founder of Martin, or creator of Mon Family, talked about really sticking to your knitting. Right. And to me, that was one of the largest takeaways, especially for brands that are are trying to grow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's if you look at, you look at like some of the best and most successful restaurant brands today, you look at Taco Bell and uh, chains like that, they've really, they, you know, they know who their customer is and they really target that customer very well. And that's something that these, these uh, small emerging chains can, can really learn from. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at In-N-Out, right? You look mm-hmm. at CKE, right? Yeah. And I think that emerging brands have a lot of pressure, right? Sure. I mean, they have investors like anyone, stakeholders, um, and they want to grow. And so there's that pressure of, well, does this market enjoy something different? Or if I try this mobile pay app, will this help me? And so there's a lot of distraction, I think. Right. And if the leadership can really stay focused... And if investors can help the leadership stay focused, then that usually is a winning right. equation. But one of the things that we heard of is, you know, during the Technomic presentation um, from Joe Pollock was um, they actually have a really um, a good, uh, a lot of advantages in the current market. They and, and are taking away some business from, from, from larger chains. What kind of advantages do you think that they have? Yeah, emerging brands, they really are like the lifeblood of the mm-hmm. industry right now. Chains are mature, especially if they're large, and so they're not growing as fast as they used to. And consumer perception sometimes of the larger national chains is not great right now. Mm-hmm. So emerging brands, the advantages they have, first of all, they're nimble, right? Mm-hmm. They can do things much quicker 
they don't have legacy systems that they need to rip out or replace. You know, they can get a POS system now that works for them, that mm -hmm. aggregates data, that can work as a, you know, CRM in some cases. And so just the idea that they can move more quickly and they can respond to consumer trends quickly. They can work on food sourcing that might be important to customers today mm -hmm. in terms of local, organic, and they can attract better talent mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Because it's an exciting opportunity to be a part of. And I think some of these emerging brands really approach their workforce differently. Uh, and they can adopt technology, again, faster mm -hmm. because they're smaller. So I think those yeah. are kind of the main advantages. Right. And they don't have, like, you know, you see some of these chains that are really trying to change uh, who they are a little bit. Uh, I think Applebee's had a major issue when they tried to sort of change who they are and, and gun for higher quality. The customer just knows who you are, whereas a smaller concept, you know, you're still, it's still sort of a blank slate a little bit, and they can, you know, they can uh, in, adapt to consumer preferences a little bit better. Yeah, you're um, totally right. They can pivot, right? Yeah. They can pivot much easily. Right. And uh, I think also they have some advantages in the way media works now, social media um, really works to their advantages. We went to Hattie Beats. Uh, in Nashville, and I'm in, I, mean, I live in Minneapolis, and I'd heard of this place. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago where it would have been much more difficult to, to hear about these kind of companies. Well, yeah, and when we were in line together, Jonathan, you were <laughs> tweeting pictures out, and mm -hmm. you were getting responses immediately, lot, yes. telling people, or telling having people tell you what to order, what to right. eat, to wait in line, because the line was quite long. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you, and I think people today are, are interested in reputation, mm -hmm. interested in making sure that their customers uh, understand their brand, and um, that's the advantage. So anything else that really came out of the conference that you thought in terms of if I'm an operator today or if I'm thinking of moving into the business a little bit, what, you know, what should I, what are the considerations that you maybe took away from the conference? You know, I think some of the menu trends were really spot mm -hmm. on, right? I mean, everyone wants plant-based either entrees or sides at this point. Um, vegan is important. There's a lot more vegetarians than there used to be. So from the menu side, that was interesting. The authenticity of your menu is interesting. Um, but I think it was Andy who was, you know, up on Andy Forzheimer's, the founder of uh, Barcelona Barteca. And, uh, you know, he said it's really hard work, right? Mm -hmm. He said if you want to make it work, you, you're traveling, you're looking at real estate, you're looking at design, you're hiring, you're trying to market, you're changing your menu. Like, and that's what these emerging brands have to do right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I think people here were actually like inspired. There was a lot of great energy here. And mm -hmm. usually if you're going to succeed in the restaurant industry, you get excited about yeah. it. You know, you don't dread it. Um, so that was exciting for me. What about you? Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think, um, you know, these emerging brands really do have a lot of energy. And this is, this is, I mean, this is the future of the restaurant business and this business the one constant in the restaurant business is always changing. The consumer is fickle. And, you know, they're always going to want to try the next big thing. They're always going to want to do something different. They really do. We get tired of going to the same places. Like you do. I just don't <laughs> want to go to the same places every yeah. all the time. And um, you want to try something new and something different. And, and, uh, and, you know, and then consumers are always, I mean, like, 
like the next generation is always going to be different from yeah. the previous one. And, um, and so there's always going to be this opening for these emerging concepts, no matter how difficult the market is. There's always an opening because yeah. all people yeah. always want to do something different. Absolutely. I was sitting at dinner with the, one of the founders of Barcelona, mm-hmm. um, just went through a huge deal, obviously. And, um, you know, he was saying, look, the restaurant industry isn't going to get overtaken like retail is or yeah. like others are. And delivery will change things. Things will change, of course, but people are going to want to eat. Yeah. And they're going to want to eat out or they're going to want to take food from a restaurant and bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, but restaurants is not an industry that's, right. that's going to go away. Yeah. And the, that's one thing that the Internet really can't, at the end of the day, can't replicate a restaurant. No way. And, uh, it, you know, it, it does have an effect. Uh, and, and that's certainly we're seeing it every day with delivery uh, and the way people are ordering their food and that sort of thing. But really, I mean, you can't replicate the uh you know the experience at barcelona or even a hattie b's mm-hmm. by um you know over the internet ordering online no can't. <laughs> totally you agree. just can't do it i mean at the end of the yeah. day you still got to get to the restaurant yeah well i know you have some some presenters and some clips for us and some mm-hmm. takeaways so thanks for chatting jonathan thank you very much sarah 80% of millennials will be parents in the next eight years that's huge that's 60 million new millennial parents If you're a parent of a child, a toddler, you know that nothing changes your behavior with restaurants more than when you have kids. That was Sarah Monette, Vice President of Innovation at Technomic, speaking at Restaurant Directions, talking about one of the most underappreciated demographic shifts in the United States, the move of millennials into parenthood. The addition of so many parents has big implications for the restaurant industry, including many of the small chains that millennials have seemed to prefer in recent years. One thing appears unlikely to change, however, the need for restaurant companies to have a broader purpose than simply providing food to their customers, and that was a big theme at the conference. By definition, the hospitality industry is in the people-pleasing business. We're an all-inclusive industry that loves to help guests and those in need. That was Louis Basile Jr., the founder and CEO of Wildflower Cafe, who talked about the need for companies to be responsible. He was talking about his restaurant's partnership with No Kid Hungry, the advocacy group that works with restaurant companies to end childhood hunger. But responsibility doesn't just come from the good works companies do, but in dealing with working conditions. Awareness of sexual harassment at restaurants emerged as a major issue in the last year following revelations of sexual misconduct by well-known restaurateurs John Besh and Mario Batali. In this next clip, Karen Brenner, the CEO of the Georgia Restaurant Association, talks about the importance of fostering strong working conditions for everybody inside restaurants. The restaurant industry is an industry of inclusion, an industry of hospitality, of people that care about other people, and I think educating your team to uh, respect and treat each other with dignity is, is, is an obligation that every person in this room has. Fostering a strong working environment is vital for a company's success. Restaurant after restaurant has talked about the importance of building a strong culture within their chain. And building that strong culture and strong team is important for a company's expansion prospects. In this next clip, Mark Gray, the CEO of Hopcat parent company Barfly Ventures, talks about the importance of employees to his company's expansion. 
in today's market, financial capital is easier than people capital. And developing those employees uh, that are going to travel with you into those new markets and maintain and carry that culture is probably the most, for us, it was the most important thing we did early on was the investment and training in people. But finding those workers in this environment isn't easy. One of the biggest challenges the restaurant industry has right now is finding good employees, as Joe Pollack from Technomic illustrates here. Going back to World War II, um, we've only had five other periods where we've been this tight on labor. But what truly makes a growth company? To David Brazan, the CEO of the 24-unit Snooze, an AM eatery, it's about thinking of the major challenges ahead of time and working proactively before they become problems. Restaurant companies that grow, uh, you know, a mom and pop or an entrepreneur that's getting ready to go to the next level, you know, they're often more opportunistic around real estate as opposed to strategic. Uh, they're typically hiring uh, a year after they needed someone in a position or when things start to come off the rails. You know, they're defining quality as the absence of mistakes as opposed to really driving and investing in quality. Um, you know, a, a growth company is really getting out uh, ahead of the curve on these things. For all companies, it's important to adapt to changing markets, something that Pat Riley said he learned, even as a basketball coach who won four NBA titles with the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1980s and one with the Miami Heat in 2006. If the market is such that you don't get a result, you better be quick in changing, you know, that system or that plan you got to practice it every single day together as a group, as a group of people who are part of this chain, part of this restaurant, part of whatever it is you want to create. For all the challenges, restaurant companies today have some wind at their sails. The economy is going well. And one of the reasons, according to Arjun Chagravarti, an assistant professor of management and marketing with the Stewart School of Business at the Illinois Institute of Technology, is that wages are increasing especially for the young people that restaurants want to court. From a consumer perspective, what we're seeing is, is that wages are up, primarily for, for younger consumers for the first time in a while. That also, if you have sort of a more of a multi-ethnic lean in your um, consumer base, that's also a nice boost for you because there's a nice sort of cross-correlation there. But the conference wasn't all about business. In this final clip, Steve Levitan talks about how he and co-creator Chris Lloyd came up with the idea behind their popular sitcom, Modern Family. But we would come in on Monday mornings and talk about what was, went on with our families that weekend always, like what's, what's going on, and we would say, well, this was good, or I had a little thing with my son, or my wife and I got into an argument about this, or whatever it was. And we quickly realized that that was probably more interesting than anything we were talking about for the other show. So we just, we went with it. This week's episode of A Deeper Dive from Restaurant Business Magazine was edited by Kimberly Colley. Artwork was done by Nico Hines and Sarah Stewart. Contributors to this podcast include Sarah Rushworth, Heather Lally, Benita Gingerella, Pat Colby, and Peter Romeo. Executive producer is Sarah Lockyer, and I'm Jonathan Mays, your host and podcast producer. Thank you for listening.